0: Hello and welcome to Women of Substance. Um, I am excited about teaching today. Sometimes I interview people and sometimes I just sense in my heart that uh, I can teach a little bit about some women from the Word of God who are definitely women of substance. So I hope this will encourage you today. I'm going to take this uh, scripture from Luke 13 and read it to you. And we'll just go through it. And uh, I want to point out some things that I believe that will inspire you and help you. And um, maybe you've heard, you know, this before. Maybe you have uh, learned about this woman and then maybe you haven't ever heard of her. So we'll uh, just flow with the Spirit of God here and minister to you about this woman with the spirit of infirmity. So Luke 13.10 and it says he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Uh, you know, I love Jesus' ministry. He was uh, such a miracle worker, and we see throughout the New Testament the miracles that he did, the power of God that was present in his life to minister to so many people, multitudes really at times. And uh, and yet there were times that he did special miracles just for one individual. And and I have found many times there were women that he talked to. You know, we've talked about some of them on this podcast. Um, But he would uh, not only do all these miracles, but he also would teach. He was a teacher and he would uh, teach in the synagogue. You know, um, in other words, he went to church. (laughs) Praise God. That's a good place to start for all of us is to go to church. So um, he was teaching in one of the synagogues and verse 11 says, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Now that's a long time to have something wrong with you. It almost becomes a part of your life that you many times just accept. Well, I've had this, you know, I mean, even if we just have something for a year or two, well, I've had this two years you know going on, and you know whatever, but now this woman had been uh bent over in a in a crippled position, kind of bowed over uh for eighteen years. Now, that's just a tremendous amount of time. um She was bowed together and could in no wise lift herself up. The uh, new living translation says she'd been crippled by an evil spirit and um, bent in double and was not able to stand up straight. Now, let's just talk about that for a minute. There's a lot in there that I would want to point out. First of all, um, there was a spirit that had done this to her, and it was not the spirit of God. The spirit of God had nothing to do with this woman's infirmity. In fact, it was the opposite. It was an evil spirit. And uh, from the word of God, we can see once again that God is not the author of sickness and disease, but we do know who is from the word of God, and that is the enemy, the devil, our adversary. So she was by this spirit bowed together and could not stand up. Now think about in her life what that would mean. First of all, it would mean a great deal of shame because when you're in that position, can you imagine even trying to have a conversation with someone, uh, going anywhere uh, in public, uh, you know, trying to do just daily tasks? It would be uh, a very difficult, um, you know, uh, bodily uh, place to be in, you know, um, and then uh, just. People pointing or people staring or, you know, what's wrong with her? And um, she probably had dealt with uh, this shame and inability to really feel like she was uh, worth anything or, uh, you know, a normal person. And I believe the devil does that so many times to people. He's so cruel. And not only does he damage bodies at times, but he damages our soul, the um, our emotions. And so that's another part of this that maybe we don't see right off, but it could very well happen when when people are ill, when people are sick or struggling and um, the devil's shames, he brings shame um, on them as well. So verse 12 says, and when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Now, notice here this statement, (laughs) this declaration uh, from Jesus. He he didn't uh, right off pray for her he does uh, lay hands on her on the next verse but he made a a a, a declaration over her life and uh, said to her thou art loosed past tense thou art loosed from thine infirmity now when was she loosed well we see later on when he tells her uh, or tells actually the people that were accusing him of healing on the Sabbath day, that she was a, a daughter of Abraham. Now, in in Bible terms, that means covenant. She had a covenant with God. And covenant people, In, in even in the Old Testament covenant, there was healing provided for them. Um, thank God we have a covenant today. And it's built on better promises. And it's built on the blood of Jesus, his sacrifice, Um, his uh, death, burial, and resurrection, his finished work. So um, he told her, he said, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Now, this, this woman is still at that point bowed over. She is still held captive by that spirit of infirmity. But Jesus is speaking faith. He's calling those things that be not as though they were. He's saying, thou art loosed. Now, many times we say that to people when they are loosed, when we see that manifestation happen. We say, wow, look at her. She's healed. She's standing up straight. She's loosed. But the, uh, the words of faith and the uh, confession of faith is that you say it and declare what has happened with that covenant right, that covenant benefit that you have. Before it's even manifest in the flesh. And uh we can follow the faith of Jesus because he had great faith. And he said, Woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. I'm sure she's probably thinking her in her mind, Well, I'm still I'm still in the same position that I've been for 18 years. So I don't know how I can be loosed, but if you say so, you know. So Then verse 13 says, he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. I believe that those words, thou art loosed, were the power released, the grace released to um, perform that miracle. And we have to remember who we are in Christ because bad things happen to everybody. Nobody's exempt from bad things happening and whether it's uh, something like this where there's the the devil trying to enforce sickness or disease on us at times there's sometimes that we're sick maybe the devil didn't really have anything to do with it as far as a spirit of infirmity but we do know the root cause of all sickness is the enemy is satan um but we still maybe we did something stupid like we went out without a coat on and we caught a cold and you know it got worse and it was really our fault for not dressing properly well god's covenant still covers <laughs> our infirmity he still covers our sickness and disease and we can say to ourselves i'm loosed from this praise god i can still claim what jesus did on the cross and that i'm a covenant woman with covenant rights and covenant benefits and um have the healing power released in my body to recover from anything, any kind of sickness and disease. Praise God. Um, You know, it's not, some people think that these horrible diseases are so much harder for God to heal than a cold, but it's not harder. It's really, it's already done. He's already uh, taken this, Jesus took the stripes on his back on Calvary, and that's when the uh, sickness and the curse was laid upon him. He was made to be a curse for us and uh, that we would be made the righteousness of God. So we were healed through his resurrection and accepting the grace of God in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Aren't you glad that we have these covenant benefits? It just makes me so happy to be able to know that we don't have to fear or dread Uh, like the, you know, the, like the world does, we do need to share the, the blessing of the Lord with them so that they won't have to fear and dread. But praise God, we can live in peace and faith and victory. Hallelujah. And so, um, this woman, uh, was made straight and glorified God. Now, notice again, I just want to reiterate Satan had been the one, the author of the sickness and the, disease here. The infirmity came from the devil. God and his son Jesus made her straight. And when she was made straight, she glorified God. She knew where the healing came from. And that's what we need to know in our lives and and make certain that we understand that because there are uh, ones who would say that God put sickness on you to teach you something. Well, then, you know, this scripture right here, we should just cut it out of the Bible because it doesn't say anything about God putting sickness on her. It's very clear where the, this infirmity came from. The spirit of infirmity was, uh, an evil spirit. Um, it's nice to know who's who in the realm of the spirit. God is good. The devil's bad and they don't work together at all. In fact, um, The Bible says that the enemy, the devil, is our adversary. He is not our friend for the body of Christ to try to make us more mature. (laughs) He's not a friend at all. So um, we really have to renew our mind to that, especially if we've been in churches or denominations that have taught the opposite of that. You have to really root it out of you that uh, God is good. He's good all the time. He's a wonderful, loving, heavenly father, and um, he wants us all to walk in the healing power that Jesus bought and paid for on Calvary. So uh, we are loosed. And, you know, if you're not feeling well today, if you're struggling with something like this, maybe it's been going on for a long time like this woman. You can start saying, I'm loosed. From this, I am a covenant person. I am loosed from this infirmity, from this sickness, from this disease. Even if it's right there, and you're seeing it and you're feeling it, it doesn't matter. You're loosed from it because of the blood of Jesus Christ and what He did for you on Calvary. And I'm telling you, the Spirit of God will uh, start working to bring that manifestation to you when uh, when you're receiving like that just receive his healing power. Um let's move on here, verse 14. And the ruler of the synagogue, now this is just so unbelievable to me. The ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day and said unto the people, There are six six days to come in which men ought to work in them, therefore come and be healed, but not on the Sabbath day. (laughs) Can you imagine this wonderful miracle? This lady is free now, freed by the power of God. Wonderful, beautiful miracle and the compassion of the Lord shown here. And this synagogue ruler is mad, indignant, telling them that this is wrong. You could come any other day of the week, but not this day and be healed on any other day, but not on this day. And that just proves to me that there's a lot of selfishness and ego and pride and all kinds of things going on where if you cannot be glad for your neighbor when they receive such a miracle, you really need to look on the inside and see what's wrong with you. Because this was a beautiful moment for this lady. And everybody should have rejoiced with her. So anyway, we see um, the Lord answered him and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall and lead him away to watering? So he called him out on it, and he was pretty strong. He said, You're a hypocrite. (laughs) He said, You know, you untie your ox or your donkey, and you take them from their stalls to get water. Now that's could be seen as work. I'm sure. And Jesus knew it was. And so he said, this woman in verse 16, "Ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham. And that, again, we said that uh, screams covenant covenant rights, daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound to lo these 18 years be loosed from this bond. On the Sabbath day. In other words, this is a great day for you to be healed, the Sabbath day. Any day of the week you can be healed. Praise God. And uh, I love the the strength in this uh, first phrase, and ought not this woman. I mean, there's not even a reason that she should be bowed over one more minute. She really didn't have to be that way for any amount of time, much less 18 years. But she just didn't know. She just didn't know. And Jesus told her, praise God, that you are loosed from this infirmity. You know, faith comes by hearing the word of God. And that's why it's so important to keep your mind in the word, keep your uh, eyes upon the word, meditating on the word, because faith comes by hearing the word and he- by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And, um, it won't come any other way. So. Uh, it's very, very important to stay in the word and see what Jesus said about things and see what his covenant benefits are for us. So, um, verse 17 says, And when he had said these things, all of his adversaries were ashamed. Well, they should have been ashamed of themselves. <laughs> I mean, you can't be glad for somebody that got this kind of miracle, like I said. You really need to look inward and see what's going on. And so it said that they, all the adversaries were ashamed and all the people rejoiced. Now, this is probably what should have happened the first go round. They should have been rejoicing. This is a time of rejoicing. But finally, they got around to it. The people rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Then he said unto them, until what is the kingdom of God like, and whereunto shall I resemble it? It is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and cast into his garden, and it grew and waxed a great tree, and the fowls of the air lodged in the branches of it. So once again, he continues teaching and uh, talking about faith and planting your faith and and letting your faith grow praise god so um this woman of substance praise god received her healing after 18 years of uh disaster in her life and uh, another just point of of you know uh encouragement here is uh don't give up if you've been uh struggling with something for a long time You know, don't give up, and don't don't think it's not God's will just because it's been a prolonged period of time. Um, It it shall come to pass, hallelujah. I remember a testimony of a woman that I heard. She had some tumors that were visible, and um, she prayed the prayer of faith, and she said, "You know, I believe I receive my healing when I pray." Mark 24. Um, and so she, from then on, she would stand up in her church and testify. I'm so glad I'm healed. I'm so glad these, uh, the sickness is gone and the tumors were still visible. People could see the tumors and, um, this went on and on and on, and she'd stand up and say, say it again. I'm so glad, you know, next service or whenever they had testimony time, I'm so glad I'm healed. Praise God. So, so good to be free from sickness and disease. And there's the tumors. You So she said that people would ask her about it after services. Why do you stand up and say that when we can see that nothing's happened, that those tumors are still there? She goes, she would tell them, no, I'm healed. Um, I prayed, I believed I received and I'm healed. And they would, you know, again, another time say, well, I don't think you should keep saying that because we see what's wrong. (laughs) And So finally, she stood up in church one day and she said, Lord, I know I'm healed. I prayed, I received, and uh, I believed I received when I prayed. And that was way back whenever that first prayer was. But I need the manifestation because all these people here don't believe that I'm healed. So could you manifest this healing? for their sake, not for mine necessarily, because I know I am. And she said she went home that night, woke up the next day, and those tumors were gone. So praise God, he can do mighty things if we just stand on our faith, if we just stand and say, I know it's done. I cast all my care, my worry, my fear, even shame. I cast it all over on the Lord, and I know through the finished work of Jesus Christ, he said it is finished. And I know that I have what he bought and paid for. It's mine. And we say it is right now. It belongs to me right now, this moment. I don't have to wait for it. I don't have to, um, you know, hope is a wonderful thing, but, um, you know, faith says it's mine. I have it now. And it's, uh, completely faith is completely uh, persuaded. Like Abraham was uh, fully persuaded that what God had promised that he was able to perform it. And that's how he uh, conceived, you know, he and Sarah at an old age conceived their son, Isaac. So um, remember to stand in faith and, Trust in the unseen realm, trust in God and continue to look at the face of Jesus in his countenance. There's there's grace, there's faith, there's healing, there's blessing, um, all kinds of provision. I know that uh, we're in a a time now in our um, country where there's a lot of inflation, a lot of worry and fear over finances. But uh, once again, the same thing we do with uh, healing is we we uh, receive that grace that Jesus um, bought and paid for. And um, it talks about that grace in the uh, uh, Corinthians, and it says abound in this grace. And that's the grace to prosper and to have everything you need and more than enough. Even when you don't see a way that that could happen, or even when you know there's a huge debt and you're thinking, "Oh, I don't know how I'm going to pay this debt," or uh, you know, gas has gone up, groceries have gone up, you know, my salary hasn't gone up. Well, but God knows how to get it to you. He knows how to provide, and He uh, has done that through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, um, "But He, though He was rich, He became poor." so that we, through his poverty, might be made rich. And he was made poor on Calvary's tree when the curse, when he was made that curse. Um, And praise God, we don't have to be cursed anymore. When we have the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, we are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And uh, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. So declare you're you're blessed of the Lord, and you're healed of the Lord, and you're loosed from any type of torment or uh, Satan's uh, captivity. Anything that you feel like that he's made a snare for you and tried to capture you in any way, um, do start declaring that you are loosed in Jesus' name. So before we go, and um, I, I you know, want to pray for you and um, just believe God that he touches your life right now. And um, we can pray the prayer of faith. And then you can go forth today and say, I'm loosed. Hallelujah. So let's pray. Father, I thank you today for everyone watching. Lord, if there's those ones who, uh, like this lady in the Bible we just read about, have anything that's hindering them or holding them back, or any kind of uh, disease, whether it be uh, not being able to walk right or or walk at all, or if it's something with their eyes or ears, something even with with organs in their body that need uh, to be Maybe even replaced. We know that you can do miracles, Father. And I thank you in the name of Jesus for miracles right now. I thank you that they are loosed from their infirmity, that they are loosed from the power of darkness trying to encroach upon their bodies or even their minds. In Jesus' name, we declare today, thou art loosed. Then I thank you in the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for it. If there's ones, Lord, that need finances, we look to you and your mighty hand as the hand of provision today. And we declare they are loosed from debt, poverty, lack, struggle in Jesus' name, that money floods into their lives. Unexpected income comes into their lives. I thank you for debt-removing anointing, Father, that it uh, causes debts to be uh, canceled or paid off suddenly and quickly in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural increase where maybe they weren't even expecting a raise or promotion, and yet it comes to them. Um, I thank you for money coming in all different kinds of ways to their lives in Jesus' name. For you are the shepherd and the good shepherd, and you make us lie down in green pastures. And so we we just rest in those green pastures today. We rest in Christ, knowing that you are a healer and that you are our provider. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we're having a meeting coming up April 27th, 28th, 29th. Actually, it's next week here at Grace Harvest Church. It's a Gulf Coast convention. And um, I believe we're going to see miracles like this during those services. So we want to invite you to come. Reverend Pat Harrison will be ministering. My husband, who just is amazing minister of the gospel. He has preached all over the world and had such miracles in his ministry. And uh, he prays for the sick. I know he'll be laying hands on people He's going to be ministering in these meetings. We're going to have Cindy Black, Rhonda Pahala, and um, I'm going to be doing some prayer meetings before the regular meetings. So if you want to come and learn about prayer, and then uh, we're going to have some great fellowship time. So come be with us April 27th, 28th, and 29th, the Gulf Coast Convention, first one ever in the Tampa Bay area. So God bless you. Until next time. I believe you'll be empowered to do everything that God's put in your heart to do. Hi, David and I are here. We want to invite you to a very, very special meeting at our church, Grace Harvest Church. And this year, 2023, we're having a Gulf Coast Convention right here in Tampa. Yes. And we're so excited about it. Yes. So we wanted to let you know. And uh, it is April 27th, 28th, and 29th. It starts that Thursday night, Friday morning, Friday night, and then it ends Saturday. So you'll be blessed by coming and being a part of this. And our guest speakers are Reverend Pat Harrison, yes. uh, Reverend uh, Kenneth Hagan's daughter. So Uh, She has just always been meant so much to me in my life, and I'm so excited that she's coming. And So we're going to have a great time. And then we have some musicians.
1: Yes, we have David Ellis. uh, We'll be playing the piano and singing and worshiping, and uh, he is an old friend of ours as well. Yes. But uh, he is currently the uh, the, uh, crusade pianist for Kenneth Copeland, and uh, if you've been to a In a Copeland event, you will have seen and heard David Ellis, and he's very talented and very anointed. And then we, and he's a minister also. Then we also have uh, Reverend Cindy Black, Pastor Cindy Black. She's uh, from um, the Atlanta metro area, and she will be here singing. She's an anointed singer, uh, Rhonda Paihala, our good friend from many years ago. We're all. This is old school week as far as <laughs> our friendships. Uh, uh, and um, then we also have Richard Drexler, from, uh, who is uh, one of the uh, most well-known jazz pianists yes, and musicians very accomplished. in America. And he is a professor over at the University of Central Florida. They have a big jazz program. But he's an amazing songwriter, uh, musician, singer, uh yeah, uh, an ordained minister as well, yes. and then some students from UCF will be joining us too to play in the band. And so we're just going to have a great time of not only the, the word, but also uh, music and singing and worship and, yes. and all those good things. And all
0: those good things. Yes. So we invite you to come again. It's April 27th, 28th, and 29th. And it really doesn't conflict with church services that are Sunday and Wednesday. Does so us. we wanted to open it up so that um, anyone could come. And we are asking you to register, but um, it's free. So there's no charge. But if you'll register, then we can make sure you have a seat here. Okay? God bless you. Well, thank you for tuning in today to uh, this podcast. We have another one coming up. In fact, it's every other week, the first and third Friday. Hopefully this has spoken to you. If you would like to, we have a magazine. It's called Grace and Faith Journal, and it comes out once a quarter, and we'd love to send that to you. It has interesting articles, and then it tells what we're doing at Horton Ministries International to help people and to minister people around the world. If you want to email us at office at scarlethorton.com, then you can give us your address. We can send you our Grace and Faith Magazine. And if you're in Tampa, Florida, come see us at Grace Harvest Church. We pastor a local church here. Uh, but we mainly want to pray for you uh, and encourage you. So uh, again, if you need prayer, email us for prayer. We'd love to do that. And uh, tune in next time. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.